News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Cliff Richard has announced the release of his first dedicated Christmas album in 19 years, Christmas with Cliff. And I am delighted to say he joins us now here on News Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you, Sir Cliff. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Um, tell us, what made you decide after 19 years on from, from the last Christmas album to do this? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was because the record company actually got in touch with me and said, we'd like to do a Christmas album. We haven't done one for years. And so I thought, that's right, I haven't done one for years. But you see, in between, I've released Christmas singles and had a fair amount of success with those. People think I own Christmas, but I don't really. I can only (laughs) think of four or five records that were number one at Christmas, and only two of those were actually Christmas songs. So I thought, this is a challenge, let's try and do it. And uh, I'm very happy the way it turned out, because I used two producers on it. One is a rock and roller, and one is not. And and obviously you 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 you've new songs in this you've old songs in this. I, I was seventeen back in nineteen eighty eight when mistletoe and wine was was dominating the charts. And, and so I think there probably is a, a bit of truth in the whole owning of Christmas things. But but this, have you taken a different slant with this? Is this very traditional? Or you were saying you you've gone down the the rock and roll production route as well? It's traditional in that um, when the record company sent me a list of the Christmas songs I could choose from, I didn't realize that there were so many. I mean, it's like they sent me a list of about 100 and so, maybe 120 songs. So what I did, I looked through them and I thought, oh, I've done that one, done that one, done that one, and picked 10 that I hadn't done. And I then said to them, if I can find a couple of new ones, would that be okay? And they said, well, send them to us. So I did. I found three new ones. I sent it to them and they said, perfect. Hence, there's three new songs on the album. But uh, the reason why I use two producers is that I I seem to, I lack, when I listen to some albums, people that I like, um, sometimes the albums are very same. The tracks don't seem to change too much in tempo or the keys even. So I said, I want some dynamics. So one guy is a rocker and one guy came from Germany, living in LA. So he knows all about the LA sounds. And he did a more gentle version of some of the songs. So what happens is that one minute I'm singing, Mary, did you know? Next thing I'm singing, rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> so the dynamics are really, really good. And at the so end, a broad know, range is there as well, obviously. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 um, I had in some songs I had to use, I, I found myself using a voice that I don't really use a lot. Like when you sing a, a Christmas thing, uh, some things I've sung in church before now, and um, it took a different voice, but I quite like the fact that I don't sound the same in every in every track. And, and I owe a lot to the producers because they gave me exactly what I wanted. I have dynamics in that this album and it takes you up and down. There's no particular story other than all Christmas. Obviously, it's about the birth of Christ and stuff that people have lived with for, for decades and lifetimes. And there are some some lovely kind of well-known Christmas classics on here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Joy to the world, Christmas yeah. bell, rock, um, when a child is born. And all the, but, but the new songs, was that exciting? I mean, people do say if you write a successful Christmas song, you, you can you can live off the proceeds forever. But you're you're a bit beyond that stage in terms of, uh, of royalties, I would imagine. <laughs> well, everybody is because people don't actually buy records anymore. Yes, so true. all the royalties... Uh, I feel sorry mostly for the writers because we all get the same kind of royalties on streaming and it's pathetic. Mm. And so as an artist, I'm sure other artists who might be listening today will understand that 
we can go out and make money on tour. Yeah. But the right the writers can't don't have that. So my my worry is that in a, in fifteen twenty years time, people will only be able to stream old songs because I don't think the new, they're not going to write any if they're not going to get paid for it. So somehow or another, the the internet has got to get used to the idea that these songs belong to us, cost a fortune to make, and they're going to have to pay us proper royalties. Interesting. And you, you mentioned going on tour. And Cliff, you, you, you are going to release some dates of, not, not, I know not, not an extensive tour, but, but some dates next year of performing, aren't you? Yes, I am. I left it too late to get my favourite venue, which was the Albert Hall. And then, of course, once we started booking theatres and areas that I could perform in, it was too late for them as well. So in, in a way... I would normally be doing, I don't know, up to 20 concerts, but this time it's just going to be six in London, one in Glasgow and one in Blackpool. And so I'm, I'm, I'm already apologising to fans for not <laughs> getting around and seeing everybody. And can I ask you, because this is your eighth decade of making music, do you still love it? Does it still inspire you with the feeling of passion? I know you made your, this is obviously your latest album, but your first album, you made it back in 1958 in Abbey Road. So, so that is that is an unbelievable career uh, by any standards but but does it still excite you it does recording in particular i've often said that if i could spend every day in the studio for a couple of hours that's what i would do and maybe that's why kira you just brought up something uh, one of the the, i never would have dreamt that this could happen to me i got a call last year when my album the other album came in at, at number three in the charts and it turns out that i'm the first artist and i might be the only one who ever does this i've had a top five album in eight consecutive decades now you're quite incredible and in fairness it is quite incredible it is but you can't plan that sort of thing so my feet still haven't touched the ground it seems ridiculous and i'm thinking now who's going to follow me it's going to be difficult because first of all they're going to have to get get as old as i am let's say paul mccartney is giving you the bdi at this stage going (laughs) well you're putting it up to him it's more Stormzy that's giving me the BDI. <laughs> but again, you know, Kira, this is ridiculous. The Shadows and I, when we started, didn't think we'd be 60 years old, let alone have a yeah. career that's going to be 65 years next year. And um, it's just been a dream. And for me to be, comp- I'm the one that's giving him the, the, the run for his money. Um, Stormzy's, uh, he should be performing with Ed Sheeran or something, chasing him. But... <laughs> I got the shock of my life when it's me. So I thought, good, well, I, can't, I can't grumble. Good, even being number two is perfect. Good enough for him. Good enough for Stormy, Stormzy. We're delighted. And can I just ask you, when you look back over, over those years, over those decades, what are the highlights? There must have been pinch yourself moments lots of times. Oh, Kiri, every single number one is a highlight. Now, I've been lucky enough to have 14 number ones and umpteen records in the top five and recorded loads and loads of songs. So that, But I suppose if I, if I had to choose two things... I think that nothing is going to top my knighthood. Again, oh. you can't plan a knighthood. It, never, <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar. So it came out of the blue, and I've, that's the thing I feel most honoured by. But second to that, a very close second, is having those album hits in eight consecutive decades. Yeah. I, could, I, didn't, I didn't plan that. You know, no. when I was 17 making movies, you brought that up in, in 1958, we looked ahead just a week. Oh, what are we going to do next month? Oh my God, are we still going to be here next year? And, and I, have- I would imagine in 1958, at the age of 17, that, that, that people thought it was a flash in the pan, even like friends and family. I'm sure they, they said to you, get a sensible job or things like that. Was that the kind of advice that was given out to 17-year-old Cliff? Uh, but not so much at 17 because it was so exciting. And don't forget, before I was 18, 
uh, it had gone to number two in the charts. And then before I was 19, I'd already had two number ones, Living Doll and Traveling Lights. So, but but the thing is, we were written up that way. I, I remember headlines saying, oh, here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, one hit wonders. And <laughs> when people write that about you, you start to begin, you begin to believe it a little and think, oh, when I got to my 10th year, I thought, this is it. It's been hard work, but it's worth it. And if I'm going to stay, it's because it's possible to have uh, longevity. Do, do you credit the length of your career to any one thing as in you know I mean there's lots of wonderful artists and wonderful musicians but they don't and, and it's not just because you know they don't live to a ripe old age some of them they, they just stop making music at some point or their music becomes unpopular or or for whatever reason they or the public fall out of love with them what do you credit the, the longevity of your career with? Uh, it's, it's really hard to be self I can't sort of look at myself and think oh that's what you were doing the only thing I know is that I've loved it all the way. And I get sometimes surprised that, you know, some people that win this competitions, they're really, really good singers, and yet they don't stay around. No. And sometimes I feel that people are happy with 15 minutes of fame, and I wasn't. And if you're going to stay long and have longevity, you have to be loyal to your fans, loyal to yourself, and make some good choices in terms of what you sing. And that's where I've been really fortunate right the way through. I've worked with some of the greatest writers, Alan Tarney, Terry Britton, The Shadows. It was just, it, it was a dream for me. And it's been a dream all the way through and, right till now. And do you have, Cliff, do you have a favourite song of your own? Well, because I mentioned all these names of songwriters, they gave me some fantastic songs. I think if you ask me to pick my favourite ballad, I'd probably pick... Uh, Either either Miss Unites or Ocean Deep, but if a ma- if a somebody came from Mars and, and we all had to show them what we do, I'd play them Devil Woman. Oh yeah, it's a, it's an absolutely brilliant song. Can I a couple of quickly things before I let you go? Duetting with the likes of the young ones was that a nightmare or was or was it a bit of fun? Oh, excuse me, you mean the 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 charity record? We made? The charity for comic relief, yes. Well, I, I was a bit wary because, you know, they could be... I don't blame you. <laughs> they, they, they were sort of dangerous, as you said. And um, so I just said to them, look, you know, it's taken me all these years to get a, a reputation that's really clean and tidy and but fun. And they said, oh, no, we want to have fun. That's it. And um, if you see that video now, it was just absolutely outrageous. Yes, and you know was. what? Those guys, each one of them, every single photograph that you'll see me with them, I look the same in all of them. They changed their face face shapes. They changed their body positions. Yes. They were absolutely fantastic to work with. And can I ask you a last question? How will you spend this Christmas? I've been invited by some friends to go join them in, um, in, in Florida, a place called Fort Lauderdale. I've, only, I've been there quite a few times and made a few friends, and they've invited me, so I'm going to go there. Family ones, family, uh, the family thing, we've all family split up. My sister lives in Portugal. My nephews and nieces have all got wives and, and husbands and they, and they go to their in-laws for, for Christmas. So fortunately, having a lot of good friends, I can still have a great Christmas. That's wonderful. Listen, thank you very much for speaking to us. As I say, we really appreciate it. And happy Christmas to Sir Cliff Richard. Thank you very much. And to Th- all of you in Ireland, I'm sorry I won't be on my tour, but there'll be others. Thank you indeed. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.